Hey guys, happy Monday. We have a little bit of housekeeping. Hopefully you have heard about the Crafty Ass Female Book Club. We are so happy. We are so proud. Thank you so much to all of our supporters out there. And thank you so much to our entire community. Amanda, do you want to tell them a little bit more about the first book that we're reading? Yeah, so our first book club book is Am I There Yet? The Loop-de-Loop Zigzagging Journey to Adulthood by Mari Andrew. I'm really excited to jump into it. It's super low impact. It reads in little spurts of chapters and doodles that um, Mari Andrew has made. So yeah. Yeah, so we have a giveaway up on Instagram right now. It's up through tonight, Monday, May 21st. You can go over to Instagram and find us at Crafty Ass Female. We've also got a Patreon-exclusive episode coming up for the book club, June 15th. That'll be out, and right now on the Discord, there is a new book club channel, so you can start chatting away right now. In addition to our Patreon supporters, we'd really like to thank Studio for supporting us throughout Season 2. They've provided me and Amanda with these amazing headphones. We know some of you have already picked up yours as well. Amanda's got some really cute pink ones. I have really sexy black ones. Check them out at studio.com. And if you want to save 15%, you can use our coupon code. It is craftyass15. And they've been a game changer for me. They really have. I just still feel like I have, I'm connected to somewhere, but I'm not. <laughs> they just walk freely while the phone's charging. Truly, truly love them. And speaking of game changers... You guys have to come to Awesome Ladies Live. It is going to be incredible. I'm teaching four workshops. There's going to be a panel discussion. Amanda and I are going to have an entire live episode of Crafty Ass Female, and you get to be in the audience, and it's going to be amazing. The theme for this year's retreat is self-care through storytelling. And I don't, I honestly don't know anyone in the entire world who doesn't need that. And you know what I love about you and the idea of this event so much is that I've been to a lot of events and meetups and community things and stuff like that with other creative women and it's been great but what I love about you is you really level the playing field and make it so that everyone is just hanging out and it's like the real deal meetup that's right it's so important it's so important (laughs) that we come together and share stories it's not about like me standing up there and telling you how to do things it's not about a formula it's like there's no right way to do something there are ways for us to learn how to do things and everyone needs to come together and learn the best way to do things for themselves so excited and we all need to learn how to take care of ourselves and we all need to learn how to tell our stories and i'm just so excited for us to come together in my lovely town, in my lovely backyard, in this place that I love so much. Um, I'm just so excited for us to all come together so that we can take better care of ourselves and tell the stories of our lives. So um, yeah, so come so come to Awesome Ladies Live. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash live and uh and come hang out with us because it is going to be amazing it is going to be so cool you will leave with uh finished projects you will leave with like tons of stuff you will leave with um exclusive swag crafty ass female swag awesome ladies uh swag are you Kristen swag and uh swag from like incredible local artists incredible indie artists like it is gonna be amazing so just like come and um 
yeah, speaking of awesome ladies. Oh, uh, man. We have an the awesome lady on the show today. She's my really good friend. We bonded over social media years ago. I have a lot of pet names for her, as you'll hear in the episode. But I am so thrilled to bring you my friend and share her light and inspiration and all the good she has for you. My friend, Erica Canant. Here we go. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Hi, Erica. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Amanda. <laughs> Hi. You guys, today on the show, we have one of my really good friends. I don't even remember when we first met, but Snapchat was our matchmaker. We always say, like, how we started. We were Snapchat besties, and I'd tune into her little family. She'd tune into me and my cats and my Madonna lip syncing. <laughs> and, um, and then after a while, I don't know how, I just started... Um, noticing her use the happy planner and then I was like oh okay she's a planner babe and then um and ever since you've been my bae my boo my little dear my sister from another mister a huge source of love and light and inspiration for me um it's none other than Erica Canant if you don't know who I'm talking about and uh yeah I love you so much we met this time last year in New York City for your birthday so we have had a few in-person encounters you are a crafty ass female to the max and that's why we have you on today for sure yeah I love you welcome thank you yeah so do you want to tell um our audience a little bit about you and then we could just go right into our questions yeah um first of all it is such a joy and honor to be on y'all's podcast and it's my first first podcast and so um i've been listening to y'all since day one y'all are killing it um i love the truth i connect with y'all so much um yesterday i listened to the ali edwards interview and just connected so much so many things are just resonating I was just like, oh my gosh, me too, me too, me too. Yeah, yeah. And so y'all are just killing it. So it's a it's a joy to be on. Um, but yes, Erica Knant, I'm about to turn 31 years old. So I well, finally- Well, by the time this airs, you just would have had oh, a birthday. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I kind of feel like, it's like when you turn 30, you're like, oh my gosh, 30, 30, big milestone. But like going into 31, I'm like, I am- entering my like I'm in my 30s now Mm -hmm. so it's just a whole different dynamic it's really weird um better or worse or just different um okay I'm gonna be real with y'all right so I feel like it's a little a little worse I'm like oh no like the 20s are really over like I'm really like an adult um yeah I've got got three beautiful babies um we just registered our oldest for um kindergarten and I was I was a mess I was like, I didn't think I was going to be a mess. It takes yeah. a lot to really get me to, to really cry. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm. But that's what thirties do. It yeah. these things hit you in a way that they never would have hit you in your twenties. No, yeah. and that's where I'm just like, I'm really an adult. Um, so I've got a five-year-old beautiful daughter, Emerosa Joy. We call her Emmy. Um, I have a three-year-old, almost four-year-old, 
spunky, adventurous. She is a mini Erica to the extreme. <laughs> um, Eliana Hope, we call her Ellie. Um, and then my my precious baby boy. Um, I'm so glad God gave those three babies to me <laughs> in the perfect order because, you know, you always feel like, I want to have my boy first. I want to have my boy first. But to have my boy last, Enzo is his name. Um, he's one. And um, to have him last, it's special. It's special. He's uh, definitely kind of a mama's boy. Um, he he ends up in bed with mama about 3 a.m. every every night and uh, cuddles with me until we wake up. Um, so those are my three beautiful babies. And I am married to the greatest man on the earth. I am hands down convinced, um, Philip Kniet. Um, He's a mechanical engineer. He's a genius. Um, he designs, he works with his hands. He is a, co- a coffee expert. He makes. He will make you the best la- latte, mocha, cold brew you've ever had. Um, he's incredible. He's incredible. He's selfless. Um, and he's just the best, best partner to do life with. So that's, that's a little amazing. bit about me personally. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so you're, you just told us you're mom of three, wife to Philip, yes. but I also know you're a writer, you're a creative, oh, yeah. total planner babe, design team member for the Happy Planner, child of God, group leader, super force. Like I could go on and on, <laughs> about, but like those are the main ones that I know that you tackle in. Um, yeah, just super force, modern woman in the world today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what's a typical day look like in the life of Erica Kinnant with all these things wrapped in? Yeah. What is the one that, or the few that take priority do they all is there balance yeah let's just go oh there. man man we're just going for it because that, <laughs> that has been um a big thing for me um lately I've been having this conversation with a lot of my close friends um with my mom um with just people just um on social media um that's been kind of a reoccurring like the whole balance thing mm-hmm. um because you're right like a typical day in the life of Erica uh, is juggling and balancing um, being a wife, um, being a mom, being a mom, um, being an entrepreneur, um, working full time, um, writing my book, and then I still want to be a great friend and a sister, and I'm a daughter, um, and then just my relationship with God is number one priority. So making sure I'm spending time with Him, um, and I'm reading, and I'm taking care of myself um, spiritually. You know, that's a big deal for me, and so. Um, so to juggle all of those things, it's really, it's really hard. And, um, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I get to have these awesome conversations with, with different women on the daily to be like, Hey, how are you juggling it? How are you doing it? And to just really be like, you know, right now I'm having to say no to these things. And right now I'm having to say yes to these things. Um, yesterday I posted something about where you know you get to choose where you put your energy Uh and so I've lately I've been on this um this journey um where I have been really choosing my yeses more wisely um putting more thought into them like I feel like entering my 30s it's just that's a like I'm like yeah like I said really adulting now because I'm just like I have to really sit and think where am I going to put my yeses um because you know if I'm saying yes to everything, then that means I'm most likely saying no to some things that are important to me that I want to put time into. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that we have all learned. I know we're all in our early 30s. And Mm -hmm. 
you enter your 30s, you are that adult person. And when you're saying yes to things, you're automatically saying no to other things. Exactly. Learning to become more wise with your yeses, I think, is really, really admirable. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We talk a lot about, too... We've mentioned this a bunch of times. In my 30s, I felt like something clicked where I was starting to analyze what is adding, what is subtracting. Like those two mm, things. Like, And then things that used to add feel like they're subtracting to my life or like even things that add one minute will be subtracting the next minute. Like it's almost like when you overdo, like let's say social media or something that feels good initially and then you realize you overdo. So I don't know. I just feel like in my 30s, I'm more aware of that. In your 20s, you just feel like, everything's adding or if it's subtracting you're not wise enough yet to know yeah Yeah, I think that's really true it's a lot easier to like binge on things in your 20s whether it's you know food like sugar is so much easier like just go eat things at two o'clock in the morning or just and then you don't feel like you know the next day you do that you just feel bad like that's that's subtracting from your life now Whereas before, it would just add to your life. Oh, you know, we'll go to the ice cream place at two o'clock in the morning because, you know, we're up studying for finals. Oh, yeah, girl. I, uh, last night, I was at the Happy Planner Happy Hour at uh, Go Wild, which was, it was, it was so much fun. And um, afterwards, you know, Voodoo Donuts is across the street on 6th Street. And it's open 24-7. So we were (laughs) like, let's go get some donuts. And it's, you know, 1 a.m., close to 1 (laughs) a.m., Yeah, I had one donut, guys, and I'm still feeling it right you now. You feel it, right? I know. <laughs> this is this is what your 30s are. It's yeah. like, oh my 30s. god, Welcome you can't have a donut. <laughs> can't have yes. a donut at 1 a.m. <laughs> yes. This is ridiculous. Uh, no, no, oh my god, right? But oh. I feel like in your 30s, you want to have that donut more. Yes. <laughs> more. It's not fair. It's Either the trap. The- so. What I noticed you said before is one of the things that really stuck out is you said, you know, you listed all these things, mom, Mm -hmm. wife, you know, all this. And then you said, I want to be a good friend. Like I almost heard you emphasize it like, like that could be so easily dropped to the bottom of the list, but that you, that's like one of your intentional yeses. Like you're trying to yes yourself into yes. Yeah. So could you explain a little more about that? Like that's, that hit me. (laughs) Okay, girl. Okay. So here we go. So, um, one of my one of I'm reading two books by the same author. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Shauna Nequist, um, but she's written a, a handful of books, um, and I swear she she and I are just one in the same. She's in my head, um, mama of young kiddos, um, working full time in, in ministry. She's a writer. She's creative. Um, she's a storyteller. So um, just just same as y'all. I'm very passionate about telling stories and that's exactly that's what I do full-time at Celebration Church I just tell our story and tell other people's stories all the time and I'm so passionate about it and um so is she and I'm reading two of her books right now one is Present Over Perfect and the other is a uh 365 a daily devo on savoring life more it's called Savor and so she challenged her readers and I, I did the exercise she said grab a piece of paper on one side list no more than like four or five things that are your yeses in your life that you're gonna say yes to flip it over list those no's and say no to them say no to them and so on my yes side you know I listed um like my relationship with God and and my husband kind of one in the same so as number one and then being a mom and then after that writing 
slash creating because they're kind of like the same journey for me right now. Um, and then after that, it's just working full time. Um, the job that I, that I have that I love. Then I listed one more thing. I was like, you know, I'm going to drop one more thing. And it was, it was friendship. It was, um, I, I love growing up. I was such a tomboy. Um, I was Eliana who she is right now. My little middle girl, she is just, she'll be running around in her Batman cape roaring with her dinosaur next to her and doesn't she love Chewbacca too so her her fourth birthday is next (laughs) month in June guys she's having a Chewbacca birthday nice she wants to have a Chewbacca birthday party I love you kid I love you yeah that's how I was growing up I was always outside playing football with the boys riding bikes with my brother and my cousins um so I never really had that connection with with females until my college years really and that's yeah and that's when I started to like really open myself up more um and really get more um into other ladies lives and just learning each other's stories and and uh as in college you know um this was one thing that um I really was like me too with y'all's interview with Allie Edwards same thing like growing up I was just really raised in you know kind of a strict home and I had you know high expectation for grades and what I was going to do and I was one of the first females if not the first female on my dad's side of the family to graduate from college and to start working um you know professionally and and getting my career together and my parents had just such high goals and expectations for me so when I got to college, oh man, I let loose. <laughs> I was like, I can do this and this and this. But one of the good things that came from my my wild years in college was I started to to get to to know what it was like to be more of a of a friend with females um, and just connect more. And so I started to have real friendships, real girl friendships, and they were awesome. Um, and I became really passionate about it. I started leading. Um, kind of when I exited out of my early wild college years, uh, first freshman and sophomore year, my junior year, um, I kind of just really got my life back together. And I started leading some small groups and just really like um, mentoring a handful of girls and just walking through life with them. And, um, and it, it was awesome. And that's carried on now. That's carried on now. I have, um, I have a tight, close-knit group of women who are in my life. Um, Philip and I lead a small group in our home. Our church is very, especially if you're on staff, they're very, um, you know, yeah, getting together like this in a big building is great, but that's not really church. What's church is when you're really doing life together and mm. uh, try to get out of doing life in rows and do it in circles. That's kind of like our, our like mantra is like get in that circles. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really what we're about. So they're really like lead a small group and Philip and I have always been passionate about marriages because our marriage almost failed like we we were on the brink of divorce after one year of marriage and um we walked through a lot of heavy things and so after we made it over that we fought hard and we and we stayed married and we we stayed committed um we were like you know this isn't this journey that we've been on it's not to just keep to ourselves we have to pour into other couples who are going through the same thing um and who need this community and they need people to help them because marriage is hard, <laughs> Anna, Anna, and relationships so, are hard. Relationships are every hard. single one. <laughs> every single one. Uh, marriage or not, yes. And so, um, so we started leading this marriage small group 
uh, first we were in it about four years ago and then we took it over. We started leading um, a couple years ago and um, it's a group of about eight or nine couples and we are really in each other's lives. You know, it's something you sign up with through the church. Yes, you can sign up through the church. But what has happened is we've just ended up it's been a word of mouth. Like as we're just getting to know people and then they invite their friends, that's how we signed up. So really like one or two couples signed up through the church, but everybody else was just word of mouth. We just all came together. It was really cool. Because I've seen on like your Instagram story, which people have to check out because not only is there fun small group, but there's the kids and so much fun and you singing in the car and Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber, all, all the things that are good in the world, I think I find on your Instagram story. But yeah, so I've seen a few times like you'll clip it right you never really video it or whatever but you clip yeah. like in they're in the circle so yeah. it isn't just a hangout it is like yeah. a structured thing yes so is it like you guys kind of like host a theme and then you talk about it is it yes. like how does it work so every we do it in semesters and okay. so like um every spring fall um we can do it in the summer or not but um we're really firm believers also too i am i am latina so I am, I am Mexican. I am Spaniard. I am, a, I am a, I'm a mutt. I'm a Latina mutt. But um, food is a big part of my life and my family. <laughs> Just another hard thing in your thirties. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, food is important. So we kind of center our small group around food. We do a different potluck theme every time we meet, and yeah. we're like, hey, we're doing Italian this night. Bring your favorite Italian dish. And nice. so, um, so we start off with food. And then just talking, just talking, because we're really in each other's lives, getting mm-hmm. to know each other, um, each other's families. Um, and then we'll choose a different study every time. So whether we watch something or we read a certain passage in, in the Bible or read a book, we walk through a book together. Um, we, we do some kind of study that gets us talking a little bit more um, intentionally about marriage. And, um, and what that does is we've noticed that First was starting out with a meal together, you know, breaking bread breaking together, bread, absolutely. breaking bread together um, and laughing and smiling and just getting comfortable with each other. Then when we crack open that book or we, we throw on that video, whatever it is, um, everyone is way more relaxed and, and open and ready to share. And so we've really found that that's worked for us. And through that, we have come to really get into some marriages, um, helping marriages getting over horrible things, um, helping them push through hard times, celebrating with them when, when they're, when they're celebrating. Um, we've had a lot of couples who are battling infertility in our group. Um, yeah. and so we've been walking through that with a handful of couples who are just cannot get pregnant. And then when they did, if it took, you know, one couple, it took they've been trying for the last two years and they got pregnant and it's just the biggest party Mm -hmm. that night at small group when they told us like we're really in each other's lives um me and the girls in that group are constantly facebook messaging each other in our little group messenger that we have and like hey i need prayer for this hey guys i'm struggling with this hey guys i we just had an argument last night about me and my husband about this um so we're really in each other's lives and it's just it's 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 incredible is it a specific denomination of Christianity? Non-denominational is what our term, yeah. That's awesome. Um, especially, you know, talking about infertility and, like, things that people don't talk about mm-hmm. and having, you know, it's really nice to have 
a place that you can go to that you know you can talk about things that people don't talk about especially for you know our generation because our parents didn't talk about these things Mm -hmm. yes so like um one thing that i love that our church does is one what you touched on is is we have a lot of especially I, i work on the communications team um so i started off as the copywriter and then i moved into social media so i run all of our social media and um So I'm very, I play a big part in just like our marketing strategies and how we're going to roll out small groups for this semester. Cause we're really intentional with just, we want to get as many people connected in a group as, as humanly possible, because that is one of our main, most important pillars of our church. Um, Cause like I said, we're really about, yes, getting to church coming is great, but we want to get you in a circle. We really want you to do life with people. And, um, and so we we have, I think we have like over 200 groups this last semester. You can do you can do everything from being in a bike riding group that you're going riding every every Monday um, to to being in a marriage small group like ours to doing um, Chick Fil A mornings on Wednesday mornings with you know if you're a girl in your 20s like everything in between. Um, and so. We're really about creating something for everyone that anyone can get plugged into something. Um, and so we roll it out like that within our, within our, um, on our website. And it's easy to go and find. And my job on social media is to really just tell the story. So you'll see, you'll see me telling stories. I go and I hop in some of these small groups um, and I get to snap some photos, take some videos, throw it on social and just highlight what each group's doing, telling a story. Cause that, I mean, I'm sure y'all can agree, like, that is one of the most important things on social media, you know, with the changes that are happening in social that, um, that Facebook and Instagram are rolling out with just getting back to why they even created Mm. Facebook. Um, You know, I I told all of our staff, I said, social for a church, it can't look like a billboard, it's got to be story driven, it has Mm -hmm. to be story driven, how we're going to get people in small groups is not going to be like, get in a small group, get in a small group. It's going to be about telling stories about, you know, a couple in our small group who have been battling infertility for two years. And being in this group has given them faith and hope to endure through this trial. And now they're pregnant and we're celebrating with them and we're throwing their baby shower and we're, you know, we're partying. I mean, our church is called Celebration Church. So we're literally like, celebrate. Um, But um, so like, Telling those stories is just so powerful. Um, so that's kind of how we how we do it. And that's your full time job. That is my full time job. More than full time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Social absolutely. media never shuts off, even when you're off. Absolutely. How do you feel like going to church weekly when you could just do these meetups or do like? How do you feel the weekly church kind of adds? So the thing with weekly church is there is absolutely you know the feeling that you you talked about. Mm-hmm. When you went for your 30th on a Sunday, there is nothing like that feeling, like gathering with whether it's 100 people or 2,000 people in an auditorium and everybody just singing and lifting their hands and praying together and and hearing, you know, a message. Um, there is nothing like that, like for me, for my soul, for my spirit. I, mm-hmm. I need that on a weekly basis. Um, it's an opportunity to see people that I might not see um, and that are not in our small group. Um, it's an opportunity for me to tell 
the story on social media about um, look at all the nations. We had a service one night where we were literally like, if you're from this country, raise your hand, this country, we had like something like 23 different nations represented. Like there is nothing more powerful than all coming together like that on a weekly basis. Um, But what small groups, I think why they're so important is between the Sunday and Sunday, like, where is that? That's just, that's missing. And I just think that small grouping is just what keeps it going. Mm -hmm. And it's also an opportunity to make a big church feel small, like a community. It's also an opportunity to make, you know, the thousands of people that show up on the weekend to give them a leadership opportunity where they actually feel like they're making a difference and not just showing up and one little ant in a big crowd of many, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it really gives people, it empowers people to one come and let's all like, let's all worship together. Let's all be together. Let's all grab hands. Um, and then now you go, you go and lead, you do something to right. make a difference in your, in your community. So that's why I think, um, weekly is just, it's just so good for me. I need it. I walk in and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh, Oh, and I have the, I swear I have the best. I tell everybody on staff at our church, I'm like, I, y'all love y'all's jobs, but I swear I have the best job because <laughs> I get to capture the story. Like I get to go and run all over and see every, every facet of the church and, and capture all these stories. And I'm standing in the back, holding up my camera and just panning over the crowd. It's a whole different emotion that comes over yeah. me to witness that and to see every person, every, all, all ethnicities and just it's incredible yeah there's nothing like it I need your church in my life <laughs> yeah every time you talk about it I'm like which is why you're good at your job because it sounds amazing it, it sounds is, amazing it awesome I love my church <laughs> Hey guys, we hope you're loving Erica's interview. We just wanted to take a little break to pop in and remind you about our partnership with Studio. They are a company that makes super functional wireless headphones that are also a great design. You can get 15% off anything on their website by using our special code CRAFTYASS15. Now back to the show. So Erica, we've been talking about how God and church are a huge part of your life right now. Can you tell us about a time in your life when you realized that this was a part of who you are? One of the things that really just made God so evident to me was, and the reason why we are leading the small group we do is because um, I was told that I was infertile in college. Um, I had level four deep endometriosis, had surgery. They had to flip my uterus upside down, clean out cysts. And all of these things are going to be in my book, which you will talk about, I'm sure. Mm. But, um, after that surgery, my doctor was like, you, you, there's no way you can, you probably cannot get pregnant whatsoever. The best chance to get pregnant is like right now, since I just cleaned out all your reproductive system, you know, you might as well try in this, this next like little window you've got. Um, I was like a junior in college and I was like, no, wow. no thank you. I was going to ask no, you how you. old you were. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, and so before Philip and I got married, I told him, hey, look you know, you want a big family, um, I might not be able to produce. I might not be able to get pregnant. Are you okay with that? And he was like, I'm marrying you. I chose you. I want you. Like, whatever happens, we're going to get through it together. And so um, with all of these other health issues that I've had, too, the other thing was my neurosurgeon 
because I broke my back when I was 16 and I've had two surgeries and most of my discs are herniated and I don't have my lowest disc because it ruptured. Um, and I have some nerve damage on my right side. But um, my neurosurgeon was like, if you do get pregnant, you're going to be bedridden for most of the pregnancy. You can't give natural childbirth because your spine could snap, like all these crazy things. Mm. Um, and so I just had so much faith. Um, everything that I walked through, I was just I kept seeing the evidence of God in my life, the evidence of God, evidence of God. And I was like, there has to be a higher power. Um, because I did intense therapy on my back for almost a year before Philip and I got off the pill and said, we're going to start trying. Um, I did intense therapy, wore a back brace, went to therapy three times a week. Um, they stretched me on this machine, electrostimulation, physical therapy, all kinds of stuff. I strengthened my back and I just kept thinking of that baby. I kept thinking of that baby and I strengthened and worked on my back as hard as I could to get it, get myself as healthy and strong as I could. Got off birth control and within a month and a half, we were knocked up. Wow. <laughs> and, and, um, I remember telling my doctor, like, oh my goodness, like, y'all told me this was not possible. And, and okay, next journey. Can I carry this baby? Can I, can I do this? Carried all three of my babies, not just full term, past full term. They made me go to 42 weeks with them. Or else, and <laughs> wow. I was like, really? Thanks. Um, and gave birth to all three of them naturally. Um, like no issues. And, uh, and that's one of the things that I was just like, we were told no by so many doctors. Like All so this many... buildup of worry. Yes. Like that couldn't no. have been helpful. No. Yeah, that's not healthy for you. Yeah. No. And and to walk through that, and it was hard. It was hard to walk through it. Um, I was very sick through my first pregnancy. I had an IV pump hooked on to me for most of it. Like I was extremely sick. Um, but to walk through all of that. And then to start leading this small group where we notice, okay, we got three couples, four couples in here who are battling, walking through similar things. Like we're just like, this is no coincidence. And so just so many things just to me, that's what's just been evidence of God to me in my life. And so, so I was so passionate about walking through life with couples because we've walked through that and to like, I, we had so many people in our circle when we we're walking through all of that. I could not have imagined walking through that alone, just Philip and I. Mm. Um, and, and we don't want anyone else to go through those things alone. And so that's why we're just so passionate about like that. That's definitely top on our list of just what him and I do together. We each definitely have our own things, you know, our own side hustles, mm. things that we're working on. Um, but together doing something we were always like, we're always going to do something as a couple, yeah. something. And that's our, that's our something. That's our one thing that we're like, that's it. That's what we got to do. That's amazing. I'm dying to learn more about what you, from your perspective of like what makes you and Phil work. But I think maybe we'll chat that in after chatter because I do want to get into your book. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to hear more about your book. Yeah, you kind of talked about it <laughs> yes. just now that it's going to be in there. And so, yeah, so you're in the process of writing a book. And is it, yeah, I guess just like tell us about it, what it's about, what inspired you to write about mm -hmm. it. And then, yeah, just how it's been going. Oh, man. Okay, so I have been... I've been sitting on this book y'all for about three years mm -hmm. um, and just so many things just stopping me, mostly myself mm -hmm. from actually writing it um, and just battling anxiety and just the whole, I can't do it and it's not going to be great and no one's going to read it. Just all these 
lies and insecurities. And so um, something that pushed me to like, I'm really going to set a date and I'm going to, I'm going to do it was um, again, going back to my church, we did this huge social media campaign um, leading up until Easter and it was called hope story. And uh, we did hashtag hope story, sharing your hope story, share something you've walked through in your life that's giving you hope. Um, and uh, everyone was sharing their hope story. I mean, we had hundreds of people and I was just resharing their hope stories and it was so powerful. And of course we were like, all right, everybody on staff has to share their story. So I wrote mine out like a million times. And of course, social media person here, I was like the last one to post my hope story because I was just so like, rewrite, 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 mm. gotta make it perfect, gotta make it perfect. And I was like, forget this. And then one thing that just like, as I was writing it, um, I really felt like God was like, it is time. Stop making excuses. Tell your hope story because this is what my book's going to be about. And at the end, just, just leave it there. Say it's coming. So you hold yourself accountable and everybody else is holding you accountable too. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Um, and then since then, I have been um, writing every Friday. Fridays are my, um, I work Sunday through Thursday. So I have my Fridays off where I go take my babies to the childcare still, and I get to have some quiet here at home, which is beautiful. Um, and so those are my writing days. Um, so my book is called The Gift of Suffering. And um, it's basically going to be my story mixed in with other people's stories, including my family's story and how we even came to America. Um, and just telling the stories of how much suffering is a gift because while we're in the suffering and then we come out, we just see the person that we've become and how much it shapes us and how it really is that that suffering was a gift. Um, suffering through what I did when I broke my back, when I was walking through infertility, when I was walking through anxiety, when I was walking through um, an eating disorder, just so many things in my life have been a, everything, everything, uh, physical to spiritual, um, mental and emotional. So those are the four sections in my book, suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. So I'm going to really tap into just how I've stories of how I've suffered in each of those areas. And then I have people that I'm going to share their story on how they've suffered in each of those areas and I'm going to talk about my family and how my grandparents my abuelito and abuelita um what they suffered what he my my abuelito who's no longer here what he suffered through the years of becoming a legal citizen to move his family over here to America um my mom is the only one out of her six um sisters and brother that was born here in America and um, what he walked through the suffering he walked through to bring my family over here um, so that we can have, I can have this life that I have now. Um, so it's going to be really story driven, story based. Um, it is, um, I'm walking through it right now. Um, as I'm writing it, I really thought of this really cool way to, I don't like to just write to myself and just keep it and keep it over here closed and quiet. I really like people to be involved in it. And so I think I'm going to open it up on my blog on ericacanant.com. And I think I'm gonna maybe give a little snippet of each chapter on there. I and like just that. give people a taste as I'm writing through it and to be like, hey, I'm gonna be talking about this story and just give a little bit of it. And then just to have 
conversations with people. Um, the thing. I with, mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, the thing. The the main thing with this book is, um, while the audience is, it's geared towards people who are more faith based. But I really do want it to still be for everybody because we all suffer from things. We all suffer from something. I'm sure we can all pick something on either one or all of those categories or some of them. Um, it's mostly going to be as you're walking through the sufferings, something to help give you hope. And there's something to help you to keep your eyes on, on the prize, on the end that one, the suffering is going to, is going to hopefully end. And when it does, you're going to be so much better on that other side. If you just push through and you keep going. Um, and I just think there's no better way to really communicate that than through stories. And I didn't want it to just be mine. I really want to incorporate others because it's just so much more powerful, in my opinion, when it's just um, this collective, you know, of, of just all these stories. This was my first note when I knew we were going to talk to you. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is, I'm going to bring this up somewhere. But back in Christmas, this just past Christmas, like this is what I think about when you said all that you're going to say. And like, mm -hmm. I feel like your evidence of God to me, that's, you know, your relationship in my life. That's how I feel about you. But you wrote um, on your blog and I have, I have had like 150 questions about how you feel about blogs nowadays, whatever. But again, mm -hmm. that's for a different time, not mm -hmm. right now, but we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> whether or not on this podcast or not, but anyway, <laughs> but you wrote a post called before the greatest gift was born. Mm. And obviously the greatest gift was, is Jesus Christ. And it was around Christmas time. And you wrote that and talked a little bit about Mary and right before he was born and the suffering she had to go to. And yeah. now we've already addressed in this episode that I'm, I grew up Catholic, so I do know the Bible, yeah. but just that post coming at just the time when I needed to hear it, and then you gave me, like, and I don't, I, what did you call it before, Devo, something, you, you called it something before, it was like, it was like uh, church, like modern day scrapbooky church lingo, you, you said it, you said like Devo, <laughs> Devo or something. devotional. Devotional, yeah. right, when you said it, I was like, we got to point out what Devo is, I, was, I think so I know, sorry. but I'm like, so it was adorable, it was adorable, <laughs> but like, being that that's part of your life, that you do these devotionals, these devos, yeah. and I don't, that one post to me hit me as though like mm. homegirl, I could like, like that was my devotional for that day, for that week, for that month. Like it's mm. that post spoke to me. I was like, homegirl wrote that post for me and I will totally link it. Um, so everyone can get a hand in it, but I was like, this has to be what her book about is about. Like, and then here you are describing that, like, that's what your book's going to be about. But like, I just want to let you know that I felt that from the heavens. Like it struck me and I was like, this is what she needs to write about because it hit me so strongly. And even just like the few lines of, of scripture that again, I don't read scripture. I don't mm -hmm. quote scripture. That's not what I do. But I did that week after reading that post. And I'm like, she has to make this a book. Because, again, and I do know you personally. So, but just, I just love you so much. And hearing the Bible through your voice took it to a level that I haven't felt in, like, ever. So I just mm -hmm. needed to say that. And, I'm ha and people have to go check it out because it resonated with me so powerfully and then here you are like that's going to be what your book's about and I'm yeah. just like I, I remember yes, her sharing yes, yes. it and I read it and yeah. um Mary is probably my favorite part of being Catholic because uh as like super feminist 
um, pregnant teenage woman not giving getting any respect from anyone and then like giving birth to like the most amazing person ever because like seriously yes whether or not you want to believe that jesus christ is the son of god jesus christ the human being is an amazing human like seriously yes the stuff he did like he died for all of his friends yes like, no greater oh my, love, man. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. and his mother, all of the suffering that his mother went through as a teenage unwed pregnant woman to give birth in a barn. I loved that post. And like, at, this is why I love Christmas, because like, this is when you have to go around and be kind to people, because we were not kind to Mary. No one was kind to her. Who can we be kind to? Who deserves our kindness? Because we didn't do a good job with her. We need to like look back and think about the mother of one of the greatest humans to ever live and the suffering that she went through to birth him. Because as women, we need to come together and do better for other women. And especially the modern day versions of that. Right, right? especially unwed, like, pregnant yeah. teenage mothers who need us yeah which was such a unique perspective and that's what i got from it and i can't wait to read your book to get more of it like i absolutely love that you caught on to that when you read it because i told philip when i was writing it and i i show him all of my he he proofreads all of my posts Mm -hmm. for me he was like wait 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 why are you putting this out there because this is what he that was already what my book was going to be about and i already Mm -hmm. knew and i go i kind of want to give a little a little taste I want to give a little, you know, a little prelude, a little, you know, a little, a little teaser of what's to come. One of the stories that I'm going to talk about in my book is when he reached out to the woman at the well, a woman that you were not supposed to come near back in those days. Yes. Who was, who was told it was an unclean woman. And like he associated with women and the man, when you look at the man of Jesus and just how much time he spent with women, with women and empowered them. And how, and how you look at when the story of when he rose from the dead, who were the first messengers after he rose from the dead? Who were the first carriers of the gospel? Women. Mm. So it's like those stories have to be, have to be told. One thing that I wanted to speak to is to women who don't know the Bible is to women who, who don't believe in God. And they can be like, Whoa, that's in there whoa, it talks about that or whoa, like I totally relate to that. And I just had no idea. And that's just because growing up, I never heard the Bible taught in that way. Um, I never, you know, I never really saw women leading in the church. And now it's totally different now. I mean, I, I want to say probably 50, 60% of the women on or people on staff are women. We have so many women pastors and women leaders and we're very not in that old school mm. Uh, thinking, I know that I'm meant to carry that on. That's in my family. My great grandma, my family was raised in like a Mexican Baptist church, which is very strict. It wasn't as strict as like Catholic, but it was very, it was very strict. Mm-hmm. There was no clapping. There was no dancing. There was no lifting your hands. And my grandma said to hell with it. Like she, mm-hmm. my great grandma, she was the first one to start clapping in their church and they almost kicked her out. She stood her ground. She kept doing it and she started dancing started lifting her hands and before you know it like they were all clapping 
they were all dancing. They were all just celebrating um, because that's what life is supposed to be about freedom and celebration. Yes. The, the, the line of women I come from who just press through boundaries and when no was being told to them. Um, so I'm very passionate about telling um, that those stories, but telling the stories in scripture about women um, because women are a vital, crucial part um, of the Bible. Um, you look at the descendant of Jesus, where he comes from, he comes through a line of women with the raunchiest, craziest past. That's the line of, of, of women he comes from, like just unpacking all of that. I'm very, I'm very passionate about that. So you're definitely going to read about a lot of that in my book as well. I'm so excited to read it. <laughs> Me too. Is there a projected date when it's coming out oh, or gosh. just we'll see how it goes? Yeah. So 2019, I'm self-publishing. I, I mean, my hope is, you know, because I, I really want to do it my way. I don't really want mm -hmm. any strings attached. Yeah, no, totally. In the next month, I'm going to sit down with my abuelita. I call her Lita, my Lita, and my Aunt Angie. My Lita only speaks Spanish, and I speak very little. <laughs> I speak none, basically. Um, so my, my Aunt Angie is going to translate my Lita and Lethal story for me. That's going to probably be, other than telling my story, that's going to probably be the second and biggest mm. story in my book to tell. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so I don't have a date in, in 2019, but those are kind of my goals for my drafts. And then just sometime in 2019, I'm going to, going to do it. <laughs> going to hit that publish button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I just, I feel like it's exactly right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be awesome. All right, so little segue, right? So you're a planner, babe. Oh, you just yeah. went to go wild. That's kind of oh. how we met after our Snapchat connection. It was the happy mm -hmm. planner that really brought us together, yes. I feel like. And so let's go into it. So how did you get into planning? What do you love about the planner community? Dislike about it? Yeah. All The whole thing. So I've always been um, – so. Like I said, I'm like El Eliana's a mini-me, wild, adventurous. <laughs> but Emmy, the characteristics that Emmy has of me, she's very meticulous. She's very organized. She's very, has to have a routine and a schedule. And so I'm half, go with the flow, have fun. But then I'm also like, but wait, what's the, what's the schedule? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so I've always been like, a planner and I've always been like my family's planner mm. and it's still to this day I am like they're like hey what are the plans for this hey what and I'm like oh of course but it was college um, when I started my internship um, that I was really like okay life's starting to pick up a little bit like I've got an internship a full school workload um, I'm leading two small groups and it just so happened where I was interning they were very passionate about really instilling those professional things in us and i'm so thankful because they got me into the franklin covey mm, mm -hmm. i don't know if y'all you know, know that and so they sent me to um a training to a workshop that's what i did for a while and i still i still have it up in my closet because i'm like i love looking through that beast of a thing when i became a stay-at-home mom i kind of dropped off the planning grid um, because I just focused on my pregnancies and health and I really didn't have anything else that I had to right. really plan or work on until we got pregnant with Eliana, my second child, um, life started picking back up again. 
uh, started kind of getting a little crazy out of hand. I started managing a lot of things. I started volunteering more at our church. Um, and so I told Philip, I need to get back into planning. I need to. And so I asked my one of my close friends at the time, who was totally into Aaron Condren. Um, and I was like, tell me about this system. <laughs> so I tried Aaron Condren first, um, ordered it all, spent a buttload of money. <laughs> and um, yes, yes, right. And uh, I got into it. And it was so fun. I loved it fell back in love with planning. I still incorporated all that I learned from Franklin Covey and just I really but then I was just like I just can't keep up with this financially one and then I was like also this look is just not me like I, Aaron Condren's stuff is be- is beautiful um it just I'm very um you know if you follow me you know that's like I'm very black florals like I I mean most of my wardrobe is black I I just I I you know I love just stuff that's a little darker mm-hmm. um I like to always say this to people, I'm somewhere in between, I don't know if y'all have seen like that meme that goes around, I'm somewhere in between like Tupac and Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. Like that's just, that's me. Yeah. You know, or like, I, I, I'm just, you know, that's, that's edgy, a little more edgy. A little, a little more edgy. Yeah. And yeah. so I did, I didn't want, you know, and I'm not really into like too much pinks and, and shapes like that. And so, so I was like, is there something else out there? And then my same friend who got me in Erin Condren, she goes, look what I found at Michael's. Have you heard of the happy planner? Have you heard of the happy planner? And I was like, what is this? She she starts flipping through hers. And I was like, sold, done, switching. I first got on Facebook and found some of the Facebook groups. Um, she added me to all of those. So I give all the credit to my, to my home girl, Lauren Murphy. She got me all back into planning. But um, I got into some of the groups on Facebook. That's when I started connecting with women in the planner community. That is what changed my life mm. forever with planning. I love planning. I love paper. Um, I'm probably one of the only people that in, in my circle, especially on, on staff that, you know, I, I, as when I was a copywriter, I wouldn't start writing on my computer. I have to start on paper. I'm just, that's yeah. me. That's always been me. Yes. 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 I wrote I'm, out all of my college term papers on yes. paper. Yes. Okay. I'm glad I found yes. someone else. <laughs> oh, same. Same girl. Gosh, I still, oh yeah, I have too many. I still have mine hoarder. too. Yes. I'm a hoarder. <laughs> so, okay, good. Yes. 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 Yes, girl. I feel you. <laughs> And so I'm all about, so even, even when y'all gave me my questions, right, on PDF, I wrote them all down. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. And so, um, so I have to, I have to do it. And it just some, does something in my brain. Like, it I, I remember better. I also yes. am a, I'm a very, like, tangible kind of person. Where I have yeah. to touch it and give me my pens. And yeah, you feel me. Y'all feel me. Um, and so, um once I found the community with something that I love doing, it just, the rest is history. Mm. Like, that's it. That's it. Then I got on Instagram and found y'all. I got Snapchat, found Amanda. Um, then I realized, what? There's things like pinners and go yeah. wild. And what is yeah. this world? What is yeah. this? <laughs> One of my favorite things is how you you and your mom bond through it. And oh, that was even before yeah. the Happy Planner. But I love, like, yes. when you take a picture of her holding something. And, like, I love it. That's so cute. Yes, I love it. Me and my mom, Sundays are our days. We get that's our that's our quality time together. We sit, we plan together, and uh, it awesome. is it's just there's nothing like it. It's so. Do the kids join? 
So my girls each have a happy planner. Yes, yeah, they do. I was going to say that. That's and so they, awesome. They come and sit and plan. I sh- oh, man, I got to go dig it up for maybe our after thing. But yeah, um, show and tell and after chatter. Uh, yeah. Eliana's happy planner is hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. It I do have to say hilarious. it. hilarious. <laughs> it's got washi all over the front cover. <laughs> She drew like dinosaurs. I'm sure she drew Chewbacca somewhere in there. Um, Yeah, they love planning with mommy. They love planning with mommy. So, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that we've been asking everybody who's come on the show is how are you crafty in two different ways? How are you crafty as a creative person? And how are you crafty as a resourceful woman in today's world? Mm -hmm. So... Let's start with the first one. How do you think that you are a crafty person as a creative woman? Oh, man. I've always been a little crafty and growing up, like, you know, hand lettering is, is, is such a such a deal and it's been a deal for a while. Anyways, all my life, I've been known as the crafty one in the family, the creative one um, in the family, the writer, the if we're planning a party and we need a sign made, Erica's going to make it. And so, um, so I've always been a little, you know, and I was, I've, I was way into scrapbooking, um, especially my senior year of high school. I did a senior scrapbook and um, it was crazy. I, I, I still have, my mom still has a lot of the old school, me and my big ideas, um, <laughs> scrapbooking material. So like a crafty creative, like I, that, that's kind of been that, but I, I don't know. I've been more of the like, um, when it calls for it, you know, I will yeah. make it kind of person. Um, I feel like I've always landed more on just a resourceful side where it's like, um, which by the way, I love how you say resort, resourceful, Amanda. I can't say how you say it. Re- res- yeah, say it, Amanda. I say it like a total New Yorker. Yes. Resourceful. Resourceful. Resource. <laughs> With like a Z. Resourceful. Um. <laughs> I love when people point out how like, the nanny I am. I don't realize. I, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. One, it's one of my favorite shows going on. Mr. Um, Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I love yeah, it. So go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've always leaned more towards that resource, resourceful um, side of, of, of crafty, especially why I even hopped back onto the, to the planner scene. Right. Was I, I remember telling Philip, oh my gosh, his life is not working right now. I can't manage meal prepping. And as I'm getting back into my career, setting goals and managing right. a schedule. And we've got two different babies with two different schedules. And so I was always trying to figure out creative ways to like, and mm. thinking of creative ways that I can balance everything and, and, and juggle everything that I have to do in my life. Um, and then that's totally just carried on into into the professional work workplace where I have, again, the awesome opportunity just to work in a creative on a creative team. But it has to be nothing but resourceful because it's got to be um, about all kinds of things from 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 reaching people to, to doing marketing strategies and techniques to to. Things that just I never would have thought of that I've had to learn that really just take a lot of um, training and thought and just thinking and just bringing that creativity into onto a, a team where it, it, it could be easy to just kind of do things um, 
you know, very like um, minimalists or very mm. just straight and to the point. Um, I'm very much a think outside the box kind of person, on, which a lot of the people on my team are. But like when I came on, it was probably more of just a traditional mm. kind of thing. And they brought me on yeah. and I didn't know. I was like, man, y'all didn't yeah, know yeah. who y'all are bringing on. Um, <laughs> But, um, let's I, try this right let's try this thank you let's so try me. this <laughs> I bring that yeah. I bring that creatively that that into a place that can be like structured like that um yeah. and just being just a, a woman in the in the in the marketplace and and a mom and just being a, a woman with many hats um I think I'm so thankful um that God has given me this creative I'm very left and right brain. Like I can yes. channel. Yeah. Which I know a lot of y'all that I've met in this community, we really are um, both. And, um, and I, I credit, I credit a lot of that to my lethal, to my grandpa who, who's no longer here. Um, uh, one of the stories that's going to be in my book as well was um, he was so crafty and creative in a resourceful way. He, they owned land. They owned a ranch in Mexico that they worked it and what they grew, they ate. Like everything was produced there. And so anytime he wanted extra money, he made candles. He made homemade candles and he would That's go amazing. into town. He would walk however many miles into town and sell them. That's the only way he could get extra cash if he wanted anything else or to buy my grandma something special or whatever. And to learn that that is in my in my blood, that like crafty in a resourceful way. Yeah. Um, I'm like, whoa, it makes so much sense now why I think that way so much more. Yeah. Um, so what I've been doing is because I've always been that way. What I'm trying to tap more into is just being creative just for creative sake. Like, yes. um, that's why I love lettering, picking that art back up. Um, I've been learning graphic design more. I've been learning uh, photography just in the last six to eight months. Um, I've learned the art of photography. Um and it's been incredible just tapping into other creative um, arenas and um, just for creative sake, um, just to as my outlet and just to just be creative. And then from that, beautiful artwork is being produced. And I'm just like, whoa, this is cool, you know. Yeah. Um, but I've always leaned more on that resourceful side. And then, of course, I kind of see where they kind of. Yeah, they do. They intersect in and so out. Yeah. much. I only realized yeah. that through your explanation. It, they really, one does help the other. When you're for creative sure. for creative sake, you learn mm -hmm. more about yourself and what you can create to be resourceful. So it yes. is like they yes. do. They do play on each other. That's for so sure. good. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So also what we do with our guests each one that we have on is we play oh, off yeah. Kristen's currently card. So Kristen, um, a lot of people that love her and know her associate her with her currently card. And we thought it was fun. It would be fun if we could verbally go through what's on her card with our guests. Are you ready? Oh man, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Erica, what are you currently watching? Fixer Upper season four, but Ooh. we just finished The Walking Dead as uh, season finale. Oh, so, right. so there you go. Again, I'm a girl in between. Yeah. Jo Joanna Gaines. <laughs> Joanna Gaines. And Rick Grimes. And Carol. And Carol. <laughs> I, I'm more so Carol, man, from The Walking Carol. Man. I'm right in between those right there. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. What are you currently reading? I am currently reading Shauna Nequist's Present Over Perfect, her 365 devotional saver, and Knowing God by J.I. Packer. So 
in those three books mm. right now. We'll link Very to cool. everything. What are you currently listening to? Oh, Cardi B. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to nail that. I'm trying to nail that pigeon. <laughs> oh, that's good. The other day at work, someone messed up a dessert and they went, and I was like, did you just Cardi B? She's like, it just has been happening. It just happened. Like, it just it happened. happened. Guys, I am convinced if, if my parents, if they went and moved us out of West Texas and I didn't come to know Jesus, I guarantee y'all, I would have turned out to be Cardi B. I would have. I'm really convinced. Which, as we know now, wouldn't have been a bad thing. No. I, she, it took a while for me to be sold on her. But let me tell you, I heard, I don't even know how to pronounce it. The yellow one, Bodak yellow, whatever yeah. what is that called? I cranked that shit on the yeah. way home yesterday and I was just like, I just yeah. couldn't believe it. And, and I didn't even know it was her. And I was like, this Girl. is Cardi B, isn't it? Looked it up. I was like, holy yeah. shit. She took yeah. it. She did it. She did it to me. I didn't think she was gonna. Yeah, you know, Barty A. Cardi is yeah. like, that is like, <laughs> as soon as it came out, I was like, <laughs> this is, this is for me. Yeah. I love it. What are you currently making? Oh man, I'm making a little bit of everything. Um, oh goodness. Um, other than just keeping up with my happy planner, um, I've been having to make a lot of graphics this, this week uh, for work, but I've kind of carried that at home. Um, I've got the new iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil, and so I've been learning how to use Procreate more and kind of taking my lettering to a new level, um, but mixing it with graphics. So, um, so if you follow our church on, on uh, our church on Instagram, you'll see some of the graphics that I've been making. And I not only run that account, I run all of our conference accounts. We're about to have our student conference. I've got to make a lot of really cool graphics for that, that involve doodling on photos we've taken and hand lettering cool, like neon kind of stuff that's more vibrant. So that's kind of been what I've been making lately. Love it. What are you currently feeling? Oh, man. Um, I'm kind of feeling... Um, this um anticipation um i have to unpack that 2017 was like a rotten awful year it was a horrible year for us it was awful um but i knew in walking through that suffering last year that 2018 was bound to be something was going to happen something was going to happen and as 2018 has has i can't believe we're in may cannot believe it um just anticipating like and I'm already seeing it. So I'm kind of exiting anticipation because I'm starting to see just like the fruit of all the crap we went through in 2017. And so I'm like, whoa, like, okay, this is coming to fruition and this is coming to fruition. So it's just kind of like walking through the what's going to happen next, the fear of the unknown. And just kind of like, I look at Philip every day and I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. This happened today. This is, this is coming along. This is, and, you know, and so it's, it's just a mixed emotions and just kind of like a just thankfulness and gratefulness that, okay, last year was not wasted. Um, like last year I had, we had to go through all of that. So now that you just see what going through all of that long suffering, what it felt like um, has produced. And so um, that's kind of an exiting out of a lot of heavy anxiety that I, that I was in in 2017, feeling just a lot more free. And just anticipating, just anticipating what's what's to come, but living, being present. Like I said, I'm reading present over perfect and it's just focusing on being present and what's what's happening now. I know something's gonna come, but and I'm yeah. anticipating it, but that's such a good being word. Present. Yeah. That's such a good answer. <laughs> yeah. What are you currently planning? 
I am planning uh, my birthday. Um, I now that I'm sure y'all can. I mean, Kristen, you just you just kind of did this, but the older I'm getting, um, the more that anniversaries and birthdays and stuff are like. I'd rather travel and do something like that mm. instead of like get all the friends together. For, like in my twenties, it was all about yeah. get all the friends together. We're gonna go here and go eat here and go do that. Um, now I'm more about. I just want to. You know, Philip and I are going to go escape. We're going to go yeah. take the kids to Waco nice. and go check out Chip and Joanna's new restaurant, mm. Magnolia Table. I'm stoked about that. Fun. So I'm planning that trip. We're taking a little road trip to Abilene to see my sister graduate from college. Mm. Um, and then so, and then for my actual birthday, we're going to head into Austin for the day and have fun. And I'm going to get my next tattoo. So that's what I'm planning. Yeah. That sounds really <laughs> awesome. That That's <laughs> super happy plans i love it i can't wait to see it i could destory it oh you, know. you show sure, you, sure you sure will okay lastly what are you currently loving oh man um i am loving my family time is so fleeting and like i said it was a punch to the gut when we registered emmy for kindergarten the other day and i was just like i like this weekend there are no plans for this weekend other than I have to work, uh, work at church on Sunday. I told Philip, it's all about you guys. I need time with y'all. I want to just cuddle with y'all. I just want to spend time with y'all. I want to go to the park. I want to cuddle on the couch, do whatever. Like, I just want to, I just want to love you guys. I just want to be with you guys. Um, and so I'm soaking that up because I mean, I know in a blink of an eye we'll be empty nesters. And so, um, which we're looking forward to that. <laughs> we, we've Sad in got, one breath and yeah, yes in the next right, breath. That's right. We've already got it planned. We're going to move into Austin. And, I know. think you two will be the greatest empty nesters of all time. Yeah, like so if you're doing fun. all this now and all this like reach out and connection like with the kids in the house, I can't even, you will be unstoppable empty nesters. Unstoppable. I cannot wait for those yeah. years. But in oh, the yeah, no, meantime, are you sure you're going to be empty nesters? I just imagine like tons of little grandchildren yeah. at your house all the <laughs> oh, time, though. Man, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, it might just never end. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. <laughs> I know. Right. Because you are amazing. Yes, and this was absolutely anything fantastic. you touch and say and do naturally. Mm, y'all are amazing. Thanks so much for joining us this week. We'll be heading over to the After Chatter Show on Patreon, and you can catch us next week with Melody Hansen at 6 o'clock in the morning. We love you very much, and if you want to catch up on back episodes, you can head over to craftyassfemale.com. And if you love us a lot, please leave us a rating and written review on iTunes. And we will catch you next week, and we love you very much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.